This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com at Husky Stadium. Post-practice, we had a chance to talk to some players, some coaches, had a chance to talk to defensive line coach Akaika Malloy. Coach Malloy had a good week last night, last week with the addition of Savelle Smalls, the commitment from Savelle. He couldn't really talk about Savelle, but I asked him if he had a good week, and he had a pretty good reaction to that. Coach Bob Gregory, the linebacker coach, we talked to him about Jackson Sermon, the son of Peter Sermon, who Bob had a chance to deal with down at Oregon. What's it like seeing his linebacker go over and play fullback on the other side of the ball? Elijah Molden had a big, big game against USC. In Reception and a chance to get a second one, as well as Levi on Wuzrike. All those and more, it's the guys from dogman.com. Okay, they, they know everything about the plays. It's, it's really more so them having game time reps with the technique that they've been learning in practice, and I think they're doing a good job right now. Do you see them as, as similar guys who play similar roles? <laughs> we actually call them twins. They're yeah. my twins in a room. You know, so I do, I do see them as kind of two-gap run stoppers right now. Eventually we'll add on. The pass rush like Greg and Vita did, but right now, you know, they're focusing on their strengths, which is getting in and stopping the run. How long did it take guys like like Greg and like Vita to, to add those responsibilities throughout it, their career? It took them a little bit only because they knew what their strengths were, you know, and to, and to have somebody add on different things like a pass rush and then a different type of pass rush, you know, Greg's learning up moves and spin moves. Uh, it takes some time, you know, so the progression is exactly how we want it. Um, you know, so when they, when we get the pass rush stuff, hopefully they'll start to build that this year. Back when you played, you had guys on the defensive line that played the entire game, yeah. almost the entire game. Are those days gone? Kind of, you know, and, and part of it is the offenses we face. You know, there's so much t- tempo nowadays. There's so much spread offense. So you want as much as you can fresh guys on the field. And that's what got us in terms of rotating so much. But I see those guys running on and off the field, and it's a sprint. It, it is. There, there's a method to the madness, which I can't share, but there is a method to the madness in terms of how we rotate, when we rotate, so that we can keep them as fresh as possible. How happy are you with your defensive line right now? Really happy. You know, I think we're progressing each week. There's obviously always corrections, but I think the, what they bring to the table, the physicality, them knowing what, what is expected of them, you know, I think I'm really happy right now. What did you see from Taki's high school tape that, that made you guys want to recruit him as a defensive lineman? Explosion. You know, that, that kid was very explosive off the ball on the offensive line. You know, he was the only offensive line guy that I recruited for defensive line. Uh, but his explosion off the ball he, and his hands, you know, he was really quick with his hands, and I thought that will transfer over to, to defensive line play. Do you remember if there was, like, a, a moment or a, a play on tape that made you go, like, yeah, that, you that know, guy's a D-line? Absolutely. Well, the guy that he went after was, was the kid that committed to LSU, was, was okay. Apuico. And that dude was like 360 at the time, you know. So for Taki to, to do that on offense, I thought that'll translate to defense, and he'll be good for us. Do you remember like 
what the conversations were like when you were talking to him and saying like, hey, this is this is how we see you. You, know, you play O line here, but told him I wanted on defense. I said if you come to the University of Washington, you can play defense. So and he was he was all about it. Yeah. You get the guys here like uh, Levi comes from Texas and you get um, Tamari comes from Utah. Is there a little bit of different sort of things that they come to come to UW that you have to coach or maybe benefit? Not really. Them? You know, my my job I think as a coach is to make sure you know I tweak, mold, and bend certain things to, to get them better at it, but then not lose who they are. You know, Levi br- brings something completely different to the table than Taki does, and I don't want to lose those personalities. I just want to try to add value to what they are to do. Everything else good? Good, big dog, man. I'm happy. I know you can't mention any yeah. names, but good week last week? Great week. The Seahawks won. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> the Seahawks were awesome, man. <laughs> I was happy, and they were happy. It was awesome. Great week. Great week. I always see the alumni coming back. Yeah. The guys and guys you used to play with. Mm-hmm. How much do they give you advice or... Well, you know, I think a lot of them do with a, with a good intention, with good hearts, you know. But obviously, knowing that'll be the same as them telling Coach Hart what to do. So they, they, they like to give me their advice, but they know at the end of the day, you know, we'll do what is right for our players. How much Coach Hart do you have in you? A lot, you know. I actually still have Coach Hart in me. He's actually in my practice. That guy still takes notes on what I can correct. So Coach Hart would never leave me. I don't know if that's a blessing and a nightmare at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Bob Gregory can knock guys back. Um, it's hard to run to his side, and well, he's a little bit more dy- dynamic and fluid. Mm-hmm. Are you able to do yeah. the same things, or do you? Uh... Yeah, we're running the same defenses we have the last several years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best thing that sort of um, Kyler does is what for you guys? I think it's his experience, his leadership out there. Those two things. And he's not necessarily he's... like a fast guy, like correct. You know, so how does he be effective, kind of? With what you know, so I always, I always say this, and. So at Ray Lewis, I'm not comparing Kyler to Ray Lewis, <laughs> but when Ray Lewis was whatever, 38 years old and playing his however many years he played in the NFL, he played really, really smart. And so that's to me is Kyler's. He plays very smart with all of experience, so he gets himself in the right position, the right place to make plays. How was he able to do that, to play smart? What is it that about himself that got him there? It's just it's, it's instincts, and it's been in this program for a long time. He's, he's, this is his fifth year here, um, and he's, he's been doing our defense for a long time. Even though he's not played a ton over the years, he's been in our defense for a long time. So it's just instincts. I know you guys don't – the Seahawks are kind of similar. They're, they're playing a base three linebackers, you know, and they're only playing KJ. Not to compare the two, but how – what does that do to you as a defensive coach when you can have players that are experienced and have the instinct? Yeah, it gives you a lot of flexibility. Coach Lake can have a little bit more in his plan when you got guys who've played a lot for us. Um, so that certainly helps when you have guys that have, have been around the program for a while. And each week you guys are facing a different type of what you do, but I mean, uh, Coach talked about it yesterday that each week you guys are just facing different offenses. Yeah, and that's, that's the cool thing about the Pac-12 is every week is different, new, different environment, um, and our guys have done a nice job adapting to every situation so far. Why is that cool? Because, I mean, the fact that they can step up to that challenge? Yeah, I, I think it is, and, and it creates new challenges every week. Uh, what, when you talk about playing Stanford, typically the last few years under Shaw, it's been like playing in a phone booth. Does that play to a guy like Kyler Manu's strengths or, or the strengths of your guys, your inside guys in general? Certainly to, to Kyler, who's a, who's a bigger guy and plays and plays well in the box. Um, I mean, even though these guys, Stanford, may not have two backs in the backfield, they still want to run the ball, and they, they, they try to do it every every game. Is it the same 
Stanford team? Because it seems like they've kind of switched their personality some. Yeah, a little bit more one-back stuff, a little bit more open stuff as opposed to uh, the two-backs they've done in the past. Probably just, uh, just who they have in their program right now. Is it odd to see them pass so much? Um, it's a little bit different. You know, they've always had a great quarterback. It's just been more pro style where they want to try to run the ball first and then and pass. You know, second, but they are still very effective at doing it. Yeah. Can you refresh my memory? Did, did MJ get in in a linebacker rep at all against USC? He did not. Was, no. was there something about no, the scheme or? No, just thought the that uh, excuse me, Brandon was playing very well and um, just stayed with him. That's all. Yeah. And and, and Brent, again, what what do you think? I mean, I know he's been again like Kyler, been in the program a long time yeah. and has done it. But I think he played all sixty-five reps. If he I did. Right. He played. He played all reps and and played well. And uh, sometimes just a feel. Uh, I don't necessarily go into a the game thing, okay, after this many plays, just I felt like that, that uh, we were on a roll a little bit. We were gelling, and, and Wally was playing well. So I know Jimmy after the game said, like, for instance, I know Brandon McKinney was sometimes 20 yards downfield over the top, and he said it was just based on situation yeah. and personnel groups and things like that. H how do you and Jimmy kind of mind meld on the fly when you're when he's got a call, but you have to kind of maybe identify which guys are the best suited for that role? So we um, – there's not much. He makes the call, and then whoever happens to be in the game, that's who's that's really who's in the game. We don't necessarily have a lot of time to, oh, this call and you go in. That doesn't, that doesn't happen very much. We're just trying to keep guys fresh, um, keep guys playing fast, and wherever the call is, they gotta they gotta know it. Can you talk a little bit about the progression of Jackson too? As yeah, well? he's getting better. Um, you know, he's a little bit in the Kyler mode. He's a big, strong, very physical kid, very bright. He's got a lot of football intelligence, comes from a football family, knows his stuff, and he's improving every week. Does, does he fit more in that in that mic or Will, or do you have a – He's our, our Will, our dime. He's our weak side, our boundary side, inside linebacker. Yep. Mm -hmm. Have you seen Brandon and uh, Kyler play with a little more of a chip on their shoulder, maybe a little more edge in the past couple games? Um, I, just, I just think they're they're improving. They're, they're getting better every week. I think our whole group is getting better, you know, every week. So – um, yeah, probably. What do you think specifically, just from maybe each of those guys, Brandon and Kyle, that they're specifically improving on? Well, I don't know if I can say there's one. I just think their their whole packet. They're getting better at run defense. They're getting better at their fits. They're getting better at their pass fits. Um, and again, it just being out there more than they, than they have in the past, and so they're gonna they're gonna improve. And what do you think their coverage skills? Obviously, with Stanford, the linebackers kind of have to drop back a little bit more. Is that something that they're especially excelling at? Um, I don't know if we're uh, excelling at it, but we're certainly working on it this week in terms of all of our pass cover stuff. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm going to special teams. I was really curious about the kind of popover, the one that, that USC let bounce. Yeah. But, was that intentional? Was yeah. that a mistake on their no. part, or was that something that you no, guys we just, had wanted? No, we just wanted a sky kick, and we put Peyton in there to kick it nice and high. We knew we had some wind in our face, and so we just figured, hey, let's just kick this thing high and and uh, kind of, you know, we hope that you catch them off guard a little bit right there, and it, and it worked out. We're close to getting the ball. I know from the outside looking in, it could just be like a year older. Everybody on special teams has seen more things, been more experienced. Is that maybe the easiest way to, to maybe understand how the improvement in the special teams overall? Yeah, I think uh, regardless, experience and good players, that's what that's what makes teams good. And, and we have played a lot of freshmen last year in some, some certain roles, and all those guys have one more year under their belt, and they're playing a bit better. But obviously, I, think our, I, mean, I think our specialists are, I mean, I think Tim Horn has helped Peyton. Yes. Peyton has helped Tim Horn. That certainly, I think, I think um, Joel is kicking better, punting better, and so I think all that all that helps the kicking game. With Peyton, when, was there a moment that you really felt like it clicked for him? No, um, no, not a moment. I just, I think coming into camp, he, um, he just kept progressing in camp, and he certainly has been money this, this year so far. Yeah. Do you notice his range being different? Um, we would have it. All our deal is, is we just want to try, when we're in the red zone, we got to be 
good down the red zone, which which he has. I mean, we're not a team that's going to try 50 yarders and that that type of thing. Um, in practice, I think his range gotten better, but he's just been more consistent overall. When you see KJ Costello, Davis Mills, those guys, I mean, are you seeing much of a difference? Coach Pete said it's still kind of system, and they not don't, really. there's not too much both difference. Those guys are very very similar to two pro style quarterbacks, two big guys. You can tell they're very smart. They run their show very well. Good arm. Um, very similar guys. And I, I, I know this doesn't necessarily relate to the linebackers at all, but generally defensively, playing against a pit man or playing against guys that can go up in those one-on-one situations, you're going to see that this weekend with Parkinson and so yeah. on. That, is that a good prep for, for what you think you'll see at Stanford uh, over the yeah. top? Yeah, I think, I think so. I mean, um, there's, there's no doubt. Um, and like you said, thank goodness we'll be packed inside there and we'll let the DBs handle all those big receivers down the field. <laughs> Better, or do you feel still like there's a long ways to go for them to be where you want them to be? No, at least I think we've got. I think our guys have improved. Yeah, I think yeah. they're gaining confidence is a huge deal. Yeah, I think um, you know coming off of Calvin getting a win and going to BYU and getting a win, and certainly last week beating USC certainly gave our kids a lot more confidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The film from last week. What did you see out of the special teamers? Just sort of last year. Last week. Um, yeah, I think we're like our linebackers. I think we're improving. I think we're getting better. I think our specialists are playing well. Um, I think we're just we're getting better at every every phase, every week. There was a kickoff in the third quarter where you brought in Peyton and he sort of popped the ball up high, yep. landed on the third yard line. Does that call come from you? Was that from Coach Peterson? How so that was in the game plan. We wanted to do it at some some point. There's a little bit of wind. We probably weren't going to get it to the end zone, so having a nice high high kick and having our guys a chance to run underneath yeah. it uh, helps. You know, just in terms of possibilities, does Kyler did he take over for Ben, or did or did Welly um, Welly is replacing Ben, and then Kyler's replacing Tevis. But but really, so Welly was our dime last year. We moved him over. So last year, uh, Welly played behind Tevis. Or moving, we moved him over to take Ben's spot, and then Kyler moved up in the Tevis slash Wally spot of last year. And, that, and is that because their just skill sets fit that? Or? Yep, skill sets fit it exactly. Yeah. Was was there you know just anytime you sort of insert two new players like that who are kind of new? Was there any sort of moment of anxiety for you? You know? No, I mean I've been this a long time, and so it's just another year and and. Uh, Giving as much tools to your kids as you can, so they can improve and get better. Mm -hmm. And like just, uh, just, I mean, I thought that he might be here, but Kyler and his mustache. Where did that come from? I have no. You need to ask him about that mustache. Because he's not here. He's not here. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> do you approve or do you not approve? It's ugly, but for him, I approve of it. So, but it's like fantastically ugly, though. It's right? fantastically ugly. That's a good way to put it. It is fantastically ugly. Yes. You got it. I had a chance to talk to Kaika, you know, back when he played here. He had some real dudes up front on yeah. the defensive line, yeah. you know, that played almost the entire game, you know, and he was. Is it possible, even with linebackers now, to play an entire game, or is that just a thing of the past? I think for for us that'd be hard, just because of so many plays. I mean, back in the day when you know I could kick it myself for playing, it was, it was huddle up and slow and 58 plays and everything's so fast sideline to sideline we just want to try to keep those guys fresh and rotate them as much as we can it's a little weird seeing one of your guys go over to the offensive side of the ball and play fullback we've done that before and so um not, not totally but uh he'll do whatever we want him to do how how jackson you know sermon i mean his dad was a linebacker and yeah. his dad's a coach yeah tell me a little bit about jackson that people may not know well i, I think i think um 
one, he's a great kid. You can tell he's in a football family. Um, I had the pleasure of being at Oregon when uh, his dad was playing, and so I know where Jackson gets a lot of his hard work and his football smarts. And um, he, he's he's your like your typical inside linebacker, a big, physical, tough, smart kid. When Jackson's in the game, it seems like almost all the time he's in there with uh, MJ Tafisi, mm-hmm. you know, and Kyler and Brandon are in there. Is that kind of a package? Is it a fit? Can you mix and no, match those guys? Yeah, we a did. Bit? We had the last two games. We've, we've done a little. First part, it was just package deal and then um, now we just kind of rotate them a little bit I think it's a little bit better for for those guys to have an older and a younger guy and in the game seems to work out pretty good Jackson's strengths and MJ's strengths I think Jackson's strengths are his football intelligence I think MJ's strengths are his physicalness and his um, effort to the ball on every play and, you know, I may have asked you this last year, but it just seems like, you know, linebackers are defensive ends. You know, uh, safeties are linebackers. I mean, how much, like a guy like Taylor Rapp coming up all the time and a guy mm-hmm. like Zeke Turner, how much work as a linebacker coach do you really do with guys that can kind of play both and come up? I don't do any work with those guys. Yeah, that's all Coach Lake. He, takes, he does all the run fits with those guys and all that, so I wouldn't do anything with those guys. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Elijah Molden. Sometimes, like, you got to go back to basics. What What did you learn in the last couple of years from your predecessors, from all the guys that are now in the NFL? Um, I mean, so many things. It's hard to pinpoint. Really, I think the number one thing is the preparation. Um, I mean, like, all the great players that I play with, they're always, you know, upstairs with, like, watching extra film. And then uh, that's something that... Um, I think we, we've gotten better as, as a whole room. Everyone's taking that next step that I didn't take until uh, at the end of last year. Hmm. What is the biggest difference after just five games in this secondary now versus what we saw in the opener against Eastern, do you think? Uh, confidence. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we still have a lot to clean up, and there's some there's some mistakes that we made, but like we have a really high standard in the room. So. Yeah. Is there kind of almost like an expectation that you guys keep it going the way the previous group did? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think, you know, every year like, or every couple of years, like a new group sets the standard. And we keep on building from there. So I wouldn't be surprised if after I leave and yeah. the standard, uh, you know, improves. What do you see on tape from the Stanford offense? They're playing two quarterbacks, obviously struggling mm-hmm. a little bit overall. But when you watch these guys on the film, what do you see? Um, I mean, just a really in-tune offense, in-tune team all together. I mean, they don't make a lot of mistakes. I think everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a really good tight end, number 84. Yep. And, uh, I mean, they run the ball. That's what they like to do. So, yeah. What do you remember about that game two years ago as a freshman down there? Uh, it was quiet. Yeah. Yeah, I think they kind of – I think they use, they for sure used that to their advantage. So we we're going to bring our own energy. So mm. How do yeah. you do that? How do you bring your own energy to a game like this when you know the crowd's not going to be as boisterous as maybe they were in Provo a couple weeks ago? Uh, I mean, be vocal, yeah. set the tone right away, stuff like that. What do you like in the kind of minutes before a game? Are you banging your head against the wall? You got music on? What do you like in the half hour or so before a game? Man? Uh, no, I, I used to have my music on and everything, kind of beating myself, but I think I was like, 
uh, over the years, I, I, now I engage with my teammates and stuff like that. Just because it's a, it's, a, it's a special moment, like before a game that I want to remember. So yep. You mentioned Savant's touchdown. What's your relationship like with him off the field? Uh, really good friend. We we first met like in eighth grade at some football camp up here, <laughs> and then you know, and then we and then we we saw each other at the Nike opening, and then uh, at one point we were roommates. So. Uh, I mean, he's, he's a really good friend of mine. So I feel like the defense kind of starting to click a little bit, do you think, overall? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, you know, if you ask any, any of the coaches or any of the players, the number one thing is the turnovers. If, you know, when we get turnovers, then that's when, that's when wins start to feel good. Yeah, you don't want anybody calling you Eli, right, just so we're on the same page? Uh, yeah, my mom will probably get on you about <laughs> it. So. All right, Elijah, great stuff, man. Thank you. We talked last week, and we talked a little bit about after the game, Coach Lake talking about best hands in the rooms and mm -hmm. how you hadn't had any interceptions, and he was going to put it up on the board. How, yeah. That was film room. He didn't put it up on the board yet, but I think he was getting to a certain point. And, uh, I mean, we just we just joke around like that. Obviously, I really wanted to get one, and he wanted me to get one, so, I mean, it happened. And you missed a second one. Mm -hmm. what, was, what was film like on that one? Yeah, I mean, I, I should have made that play. Like, it doesn't matter what type of catch it was, but uh, and the day after, like I must watch that play 30 times. I wasn't even worried about my interception at the time. Did Keith give you a hard time saying you took away it? Yeah, from him? yeah, it yeah. yeah. Like he was going towards him. For sure, it would have. But I mean, I didn't know that. I, I shouldn't have made that play. Uh, next time, I'll catch with my fingertips. Did this kind of give you like a little more validation? Just you know, you finally got the first pick. You've had so many PBUs, and just, you've been here a long time. So like finally, the first one out of the way. Yeah, I think you hit it on the hit it on the head with that one. Like. It just kind of solidifies, like, okay, you know, everything, everything I've been doing is right. Now I gotta just, you know, cash in and, and uh, you know, whether it's me or, or anyone else in the DB room, like a pick's a pick. I'm happy with it. So, Brock Hewitt said on the broadcast that a lot of guys playing zone are just covering grass out there, but he made a point to say that you were smarter and you kind of snuffed the play out. At what point did you really know what was going on on that play? Um, I don't really. I mean. We knew going into the game that they like slants to the single receiver side, so I was, you know, I was to the field and they had one receiver out, and um, I mean we we ran a trap defense and it wasn't it wasn't really supposed to be my area, but uh, I broke on I, I just read the quarterback and uh, like I said I should have made the play, um, but looking back I'm glad I didn't because it it uh, brought some things to light that I can learn from. Stanford, I mean they're the they're the Stanford we've seen. Since growing up, they run a lot, big up front, and then they can pass to with both of the both of the quarterbacks. Well, what kind of challenge does that bring to you guys? The fact that you know they're going to run the ball, they like to be physical, they like to hold the the ball a lot, you know, and, and run the clock a lot. They're not going to run to the line, yeah, pass and that kind of stuff. It's, it's just physical on physical. I mean, we know what game we're going into. We don't think they'll give us any surprises. Just you know, man on man, who's who's going to win? Did you make the trip there in 2017? 2017. Yeah, I was there. Oh, that Friday night game. Yeah. What, what, what's it like? I've never been there. It's the most boring thing you'll ever, you'll ever be in. Like, fans don't cheer. There's barely any fans. It's, I don't like it. It's changed. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's changed. Nobody goes. It's like, when they make a play, you barely hear any cheering. It was, like, it was a boring place to me. <laughs> you got a lot of Husky fans showing up there. Oh yeah, obviously they they make it fun, but 
you know, when if Stanford were to make a play, they're fan. I don't know. I don't know what they got going on there, so I can't even say. What, what's it like to try to get yourself up to like mentally play in a game that's like that? In so we're we're practicing it right now. Like our practice, we had no music, we had no sound. Just like it's just bringing your own energy. You gotta bring it from within. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. Does that almost like cause problems for you guys that there's no cheering? It's so weird. <laughs> nah, it doesn't. It doesn't cause problems because we gotta bring. At the end of the day, we gotta bring our own energy. But I mean. We would rather go into a stadium with, like, BYU yeah. at Stanford because that, that pumps you up. Yeah, yeah. Instead, of, instead of just, you know, creating yourself. Exactly. It's just, like a, just nothing there. It's almost like a scrimmage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, historically, they always have a great offensive line. Mm-hmm. They're a little young this year. Yeah. What do you see from them up front? Yeah, they, they still try to do what they've been doing, you know, all these past years. But, you know, obviously they're younger, a little inexperienced. I think, you know, just going into it, we'll handle it. Do they have some strengths up front? Like, what, like, what do you see on tape that, that makes you be like, oh, that, that still looks like Stanford? They're, they're smart. They know where they're going. Even, uh, you know, the guys they just got to put in, they know where they're going. They know who to double. So, I think smart-wise, they, they understand. They learn faster. Got it. Thanks. Yeah. How would you sort of describe, like, where talking into they are right now? <laughs> oh, they're, they're almost vets. Uh, I would say they're, they're right on the verge of being vets. Uh, but you know they're still young, so they're they're still taking their chances, finding out their game. But I mean they're playing good. What makes you say that that they're almost vets? They're smart. Yeah. They know what they're doing. As long as you know what you're doing, you know what play. Uh, yeah, that's a big part of the game. I know Coach Malloy says he calls them like twins. Yeah, guys. <laughs> they look the same. Yeah. 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 Just what? What are those guys kind of like? Just like in the in the meeting rooms and off the field. <sighs> they're just funny dudes. You know, they always hang out together. That's why we call them twins. Yeah. They're basically brothers. Just funny.